Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Our listener support campaign continues. You can always send along one-time donations, support.greatdetectives.net, by using the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net, or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. And uh, today's focus, though, is on Patreon support, so you can become one of our Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I want to thank our latest Patreon supporters. Thank you to Christine, coming on at the Shamus level of $4 per month. And thank you to Kay, coming on at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Kate. And you can join them and more than 200 other uh, supporters over at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Every month, uh, you'll get a monthly newsletter, uh, as well as getting to vote on our summer series. Uh, last summer, we chose uh, Top Secret. Uh, next summer, uh, who knows? I uh, won't be voting on that to the spring. Uh, but that's a benefit. Plus, there are just other miscellaneous things I'll send out uh, notice about. Full details is available at uh, patreon.greatdetectives.net. Uh, but now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby. And uh, the title of today's episode, Stella Dix is Murdered. Mystery is my hobby. Today's story took place last fall. I'd retired early after spending an evening with Inspector Noah Denton at the Lamplighters Club. It must have been about three o'clock in the morning when my telephone began to ring. Hmm? 
This is Drake. Who's calling? Well, this is Guy Walters. Hmm? Can you come out to 146 West Chestnut Street right away? There's been a murder. If there's and... been a murder, why haven't you called the police? I wish people would realize The person that... murdered was Mrs. Stella Dix. It's three o'clock in the morning. And... What did you say? Mrs. Stella Dix. Under the circumstances, you can probably understand why we haven't called the police, Mr. Drake. Yes, yes, of course. What did you say that address was? 146 West Chestnut. 146. Very well. I'll be there within a half hour. Tell absolutely no one that this has happened. So, uh, you told this guy, Walters, to tell nobody that Stella Dix had been murdered, and then you wake me up to tell me. Is that right, boy? Yes, that's right, Inspector. You see, you are a policeman. Yeah, yeah, but I thought Guy Walters didn't want the cops in on the deal. Oh, he didn't, Inspector. However, when a murder has been committed, it's necessary to have an officer around. And uh, you men can be trusted. Yeah. You see, Inspector, if Stella Dix has actually been murdered, it's going to make a profound influence on how the voters cast their ballots next week. Yeah, I suppose you're right. This is the first time that a woman has come close to being elected to the United States Senate in this state. It's important to know how she died, who's responsible for her death before the voting starts. You mean you think her opponent might have killed her? No, 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 Inspector, not that. But suppose at the last moment, Mrs. Dix had decided to change her stand on the Interstate Commerce Bill. Suppose someone who would be personally affected by that change of attitude decided to uh, do something about it. Like uh, knocking her off before the old girl's decision was made known to the press, eh? Exactly, Inspector. Stella Dix is, uh, or rather, was one of the most brilliant personalities of our day, Inspector. She has a large following, people who believe in her implicitly. And a switch in policy on her part would come to work, eh? Yes, that's one way of putting it, Inspector. Okay. Now, where did this murder take place? I don't know. Guy Walters asked me to come to 146 Chestnut Street. That's the Dix home. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, isn't Guy Walters Stella Dix's campaign manager? Yes, that's right. And isn't he president of the Walters Trucking Company? Yes, I think he is, Inspector. Well, then. <laughs> so, Walters murdered her because Stella decided to change her policy, thereby affecting his trucking business, eh? Well, it's a motive. Yes, yes, it would be, Inspector. If Stella had decided to change her policy. This is the house, I think. Yeah, 146. Well, let's go up and start the old routine. Right. Shall I ring the bell, or do we go busting in? Well, I think it would be polite if we rang the well... You're Barton Drake. That's right. We've been waiting for you. I'm Penelope Gage. Oh, you have someone with you? Yes, this is Inspector Noah Danton, Miss Gage. Hi. But the police... Yes, I know. Mr. Waters preferred that the police were not to be notified. However, of I thought... Of course. That... I'm sure the presence of Inspector Danton will be a help to us. Come in, please. Thank you. Miss Gage, uh, you are Stella Dix's secretary, aren't you? Yes, I was. Guy called me directly after... it happened, and I, I came over immediately. Well, uh, when did it happen, and where, and why? I can answer your first two questions, Inspector Danton, but I'm afraid of it. Oh, here comes Guy now. He can tell you. Hello, Drake. Let Hello, Walter. Come out. I... Oh, who's this gentleman? Never mind, Bart. I'll tell him. I'm tired of being apologized for. The name is Danton, Inspector Noah Danton. Oh, yes, of course, Danton. I've heard of you. Your name is frequently mentioned in connection with Drake's work. Yeah. Drake, I appreciate you being willing to make an investigation before notifying the police. You see, I... Now, wait a minute, Junior. You got your wires crossed. I'm the police. Huh? Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, then, I... I imagine Penny's given you all the details. No, I haven't. I thought you'd be better at that, Guy. Huh? Very well. 
Well, it was like this. Stella came over to my house tonight to discuss the campaign. Penny was also there, and Otto, Stella's husband. You four were the only ones present? Yes. We, uh, we broke up about 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Stella and Otto decided to walk home. It's only a few blocks. About three quarters of an hour later, Otto called and asked me to come over. I couldn't understand him very well, but, well, I came nevertheless. Yes, and what did you find? Stella was dead. She'd been beaten to death with a hammer wrapped in a newspaper. Otto was wounded, but had crawled into the house, bound a towel around his head, and called me. Then the murder took place outside the house. Yes, just as they turned up the walk from the street. Apparently, the murderer or murderers had been waiting behind the shrubbery that grows there. I didn't see any shrubbery. Then you should go out and look again. Huh? Otto's upstairs in his room, Drake. I suppose you'd like to hear the story from him firsthand. Yeah, and we'd like to ask uh, what decision Stella Dix came to tonight at your house regarding the interstate commerce business. Uh, in good time, Inspector. Drake, I have the hammer and the newspaper in which it was wrapped in the next room. Oh, good. I found them lying beside the body. Possibly you'd like to examine them. Yes, I would. Did you find anything else? No, that's all. How about the body? Where's it? Upstairs. I carried Stella to her room. You mean you moved the body without a coroner? Well, naturally. I couldn't just leave her out there in the street. No, Penny, have I uh, omitted anything? Nothing except that you murdered Stella. Uh, What was that? You murdered her, Guy. It's silly to deny it. You were the only one who had a motive. What you hope? No. What's that, Inspector? I hope it was Wallace who committed the murder. You do? Why? I don't like him. Oh, come, come, Inspector. Oh, all right. What's that you got? It's the murder hammer, Inspector. If it weren't for the fact that the handle was broken and held together with picture wire, I'd say that Mrs. Dix's murderer was a homicidal maniac. You would? Why? Because most hammer murderers are committed by maniacs, Inspector. And uh, in practically every case, their weapons have been nice new hammers. You're right. Now, why do you figure the killer wrapped his hammer in that newspaper? And why do you figure he left the hammer at the scene of the crime? Well, he probably left the hammer there, so we would think the killer was a homicidal maniac. And he probably wrapped the hammer in a newspaper so there wouldn't be any fingerprints, Inspector. But we think otherwise, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that there will be fingerprints on the newspaper, don't we, boy? Uh, I'm afraid, Inspector. We're going to find that the killer's prints aren't on this newspaper. Look here. Well, what do you know? The outside page has been torn off. Yes, and that's the page in which the killer's fingerprints would have been. Inspector, I think we've really stepped into one this time. Come on, let's go upstairs and have a talk with Otto Dix. And that's about all I can tell you, gentlemen. Estella and I approached the house. Someone jumped on us from behind. I was immediately knocked unconscious. When I regained my senses, Stella was lying beside me on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Did you know she was dead at the time, Mr. Dix? No. No, I spoke to her, but she didn't answer. She's a fairly large woman, and I knew I couldn't move her, especially in my weakened condition. So you crawled into the house and got to a telephone? That's right, Inspector Dannon. Shouldn't you have called a doctor for yourself, Mr. Dix? That wound looks pretty bad. No, no, I'm getting along fine. Please don't call a doctor. Oh, Mr. Drake, you must know what this will mean if the news gets out. We both know, but the news has got to get out sometime. Oh, yes, yes, of course. But I was hoping that Mr. Drake could apprehend the murderer before the story reached the papers. 
You see, if the man I suspect is guilty, it'll... Well, it'll make a great deal of difference. Oh, so. And whom do you suspect, Mr. Dix? Uh, Terrence Adams. Adams? Your wife's opponent for the senatorial chair, eh? Yes, yes. Oh, I don't imagine that Adams attacked us personally, but if it were proven that he'd hired some thug, well, you can understand what it would mean. Yes, quite. If Adams is responsible for your wife's murder, I hardly think he would get many votes. <laughs> exactly. On the other hand, if Terrence is innocent, I... Well, I shouldn't want to hurt his campaign. Well, that's very fair of you, Mr. Dix. Tell me, did your wife discuss with you the possibility of changing her views on the Interstate Commerce Bill? Well, briefly, yes. Well, I urged her to maintain her original stand, but I doubt if my argument had much effect. I see. And what was the nature of your argument, Mr. Dix? Nature? Why, I just reasoned it was rather late in her campaign to make such a drastic step. Her platform had been too firmly established. I see. If Mrs. Dix had decided to take your advice, how would that have benefited uh, you, Mr. Dix? Benefit me? I beg your pardon? I understand that you and Terrence Adam were one-time partners. You owned and operated a road construction business. I was thinking that possibly a coastal truck roof oh, might have... Oh, that's uh, ridiculous. I don't know where you got your information, Drake, but... Well, it's entirely incorrect. I... I've been retired from active business for several years. I see. Well, I beg your pardon, sir. Thank you. I didn't know that, Mr. Dix. Come along, Inspector. Yeah. I think we'd better step across the hall and have a look at the body of Mrs. Dix. If you gentlemen will excuse me, I, I'd like to lie down. Certainly, Mr. Dix. Get some rest. We'll see you later. Well, there she is. I wish that Walter's mug hadn't moved her. Yeah. Why? Why? It's against the law, for one thing. Mm, Inspector, she's pretty severely beaten. Have you any other reasons, Inspector? Sure, I have other reasons. The position of the body, the condition of the body. Oh, there are a hundred reasons, and you know it. Yes, you're quite right, Inspector. Mrs. Dix was a handsome woman, wasn't she? Sure, everybody knows. That's one reason she had a chance of winning the election. You know, I admire intelligent women who have the good sense not to neglect their looks. Especially... Look at that now. Except for the wounds about her head, Mrs. Dix is perfectly groomed. Well, Inspector, let's... Oh, hello, Waters. We're just about to go looking for you. I, uh, I hope what that poor woman said there hasn't made you suspicious about me. We're suspicious of everyone, Junior. Now, where is the poor woman, by the way? I sent her home. Sent her home? What's the matter? Were you scared she'd tell some more stories on you? Scared is hardly the word, Inspector. I think annoyed would be more suitable. Oh, so then you did figure she had some more to tell. I figured she'd tell some more whether she knew anything or not. Miss Gage saw a chance to put me in a bad light, and she grabbed it. Why would she want to put you in a bad light, Walters? Well, we seldom agreed on anything. As Mrs. Dix's secretary, she wanted to run the entire campaign. Said she knew the women's viewpoint. Do women have a viewpoint? Well, we'll talk to Miss Gage again in the morning. In the meantime, Walters, I'd like to have you show Inspector Denton and me exactly where you found the body of Mrs. Dix. <laughs> your flashlight, Inspector. Yeah. Well, is this the place, Walters? Uh, yes. She was lying right there with her head at the edge of the curbing. Mm-hmm. And where was the hammer? Uh, right there beside her. The newspaper was under it. Oh, the newspaper was under it? Oh, yes. Does that prove anything? I don't know. It might. Well, there are plenty of blood stains. Footprints could have been made by anyone walking by. And... Uh-oh. Found anything, Drake? Yes. These fine particles of glass, they look as though they might come from the crystal of a wristwatch. Hey, that's right. 
Otto's watch was broken when he fell. He showed it to me himself. Oh, he did? Well. Walters, did Mrs. Dix mention that Terence Adams had called on her recently? Yes, as a matter of fact, she did. He was here yesterday, but mm. I had to get her to change her mind on the uh, interstate commerce bill. Well, thank you very much. Come along, Inspector. Huh? We're going to wake up Terence Adams out of a sound sleep. If a man who has a guilty conscience can sleep soundly. <laughs> Gone about, I don't get this. We drive around the block, park the car, and then start walking. What's the idea? Oh, it might not be a good idea at all, Inspector. Look, can you read the number on that house up there? Wait a minute, I'll get out my flashlight. No, 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 don't huh? do that, man. Don't. I think this must be it. Must be what? Yep, there's a number above the bell. 381. That's where he lives. Who, Terrence Adams? You're crazy. He lives way over the other side of the. I'm talking about Guy Walters, Inspector. This is where he lives. You got your skeleton keys with you? Sure, but without a warrant, I don't like to use That's them now. So loud, man. Oh, wait a minute. Let me try the door first. Ah, uh, it opens. Walter's probably left in such a hurry, he neglected to lock it. Close the door, Inspector. Now you can get out your flashlight. Okay. Suppose he's got a wife. Suppose there's a house full of servants. I'd be like a thief. You're going to be a thief in just about one minute, Inspector. Huh? Throw your light around the hall. Okay. Well, looks like an ordinary hall to me. What'd you expect to find? Look, that door over there probably leads to Walter's study. Come on, now be careful. Don't trip over the rug. Don't worry about me tripping. I'm not to... Quiet. All right, all right. People ought to know better. Yes. There we are, Inspector. I'll open the door. Blow your light around, Inspector. Yeah. Hey, there is something. <gasps> it's Miss Gage. Grab her, Inspector. Yeah, yeah. Is that a fact? Now, I wonder why. I suppose you're going to tell us you live here. No, I don't. Do you? Do I? Are you kidding? Then what are you doing here? Have you a search warrant? If so, why'd you come sneaking in? Did Mr. Walters give you permission to enter his house? No, but... Uh... I think we're in the same boat, Inspector Danton. Uh, suppose we compromise. Compromise? Look, bud, why don't you say something, man, so the lady's questions? I'm speechless, Inspector. That's a help. However, I think we'd be smart to listen to... Miss Gage's compromise. Yeah, that's a good idea. A very good idea. All right, lady? What's the compromise? You came here looking for evidence that would convict Guy Walters of murdering Stella Dix. So did I. Well? I found it. I'll be glad to turn it over to you, but I don't want my name used in connection with your investigation. We don't make deals, Miss Gage. Just give us the evidence. Mr. Drake. Never mind him right now. Let's see what you've got. Very well. Here. Well, now, picture wire. Yes. I think you'll find that it is the same as was used to bind up the handle of the hammer that was hung beside Stella's body. Well, 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 but that little lady's smart. I guess this sort of clinches things, doesn't it? No, hardly, Inspector. Huh? Miss Gage, a moment ago, you said we came here looking for evidence that would convict Guy Walters. That's not so. We came here looking for evidence, period. But doesn't this prove that No, I... no, that doesn't prove anything. What made you think a coil of picture wire would be lying in Walters' desk drawer anyway? I saw him put it there. Oh, you did? It was lying on top of his desk when we came in tonight. I watched him thrust it into a drawer. I didn't think anything of it at the time. But when Stella... Oh, that's nonsense. A man... 
who had used picture wire to bind up a hammer that he planned to use to kill someone wouldn't leave such a damning bit of evidence lying around. Come to think of it, that's right. Of course, it's right, Inspector. Miss Gage, would you mind telling me why you're so anxious to pin this murder onto Guy Walker? I'm not. I'm just trying to do what I think is right. It's important that the murderer be apprehended before the story gets to the newspapers. Even though the murderer is yourself, Miss Gage? Whatever are you saying? I'm saying, Miss Gage, that you have a motive and a good one. I have a motive? Yes. If Stella Dix were successful in the forthcoming election, you would continue as a secretary, wouldn't you? Why, yes, but... Being secretary to you as senator is an important position, Miss Gage. If Mrs. Dix changed her policy regarding the interstate commerce bill, the chances are she would be defeated at the polls. In that event, you would, of course, find yourself out of a job. Well, the idea. Are you implying that I would... Well, it's a possibility the inspector and I can't afford to overlook, Miss Gage. May I suggest that you return to the Dix home? We'll join you there in about an hour. But I... If you don't mind, we'd prefer that you discontinue going about looking for evidence that will convict someone else. At best, you'd probably destroy clues that would help the inspector and myself. Well, you certainly Good have evening, your Ms. nerve. Gage. Take the picture wire, Inspector, and let's get going. <laughs> Sure, sure, that was a nice brush-off you gave the babe. But I'll bet a buck she didn't swallow that routine about us suspecting her because she'd lose her job. No, why not, Inspector? Because if she did murder Stella Dix, like you implied, she'd be out of a job anyhow. <laughs> That's right, Inspector. However, somebody had to say something, you weren't doing so well. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you expect to find her at the Dix house when we get there. Yes, definitely. And I suppose uh, you told me to bring along the picture wire... Because you figure it's the same as was wrapped around the hammer handle, and you didn't want Miss Gates to know it. Oh, Inspector, now you're anticipating me. Yeah, yeah, I'm anticipating. Now what? I'm going to buy a newspaper this all-night stand. Inspector, have you got a nickel? Have I got all? Oh, sure, sure, just... Thank hey, you. haven't you got a nickel? <laughs> Thanks, Inspector. There we are. Let's see now. What are you looking for? An account of Stella Dix's murder, of course. But look, the newspapers aren't supposed well, to... Well, well... It's there, No, huh? no, no. But here on the masthead, it says that this particular paper reached the newsstand at 2.15 in the morning. Well? Well, the newspaper in which the murder weapon was wrapped was an early edition of this same paper. My, my. So now we know that the murderer bought a paper at this stand, wrapped his hammer in it, and sucked Stella on the noggin, eh? So what? So now we know who murdered Stella Dix. Don't we, Inspector? ahead, Mr. Dix. Oh, it's coming along nicely. Have you talked to Torrance Adams? No, no. We, uh, we found it wasn't necessary. Not necessary? Well, then that must mean you believe him innocent. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Arresting Terrence would have created no end of a scandal. Yes, yes, it would. We've just returned from the house of, uh, Guy Walters. Walters? Mm-hmm. Good heavens, you don't think oh, that I didn't Guy... Oh, that now. Inspector Danton will be here in a moment with some evidence that we found. As a matter of fact, it's... Well, here he is now. Come in, Inspector. Hey, uh, Bart, I found these two in our huddle in the den. At first, they didn't want to come along, but I got kind of persuasive. You mean you threatened us with a gun? Now, see here, Drake. Penny tells me you two have been searching my house. I'd like did to know about Did she tell you that she was searching it, too? Of course I did. I explained that I was looking for some evidence that would help solve the murder. Yeah, but did you tell him that you figured... Inspector, that... uh, did you bring the picture wire? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is, in the hammer, too. Thank you. Walters... 
We found this picture wire in a drawer of the desk of your study. We compared it to the wire that was used to bind up the hammer handle. Oh, of all the idiotic nonsense. That picture wire was lying on my desk because I was hanging a picture this afternoon. Now, that's a simple explanation, isn't it? Sorry, Walters, you didn't let me finish. I said we compared the two wires and found that they were of an entirely different texture. Entirely different texture? That's right. Well, then why are you accusing me of murdering Sella? Oh, did we? What's the matter? Something wrong, Miss Gage? It's Otto. He seems to have fainted. Oh, I'm all right. Just let me rest a minute. He's probably weak from loss of blood. Yes. Miss Gage, suppose you look at that wound... Since Mr. Dex uh, refuses to see a doctor. No, no, I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm all right, I tell you. Yes, but I still think you ought to change that bandage. Do you mind, Miss Gage? No, I'd be glad to if Otto doesn't. Keep away from me. I don't want the bandage changed. Sorry, Mr. Dix, I insist. I don't care whether you insist or not. I'm not going to permit. Keep away from me, Drake. Hold still, can't you? I'm only trying to help you. You take your hands off me. Let me alone. There. Why, he isn't wounded at all. Why, there there isn't even a sign of a wound. Otto. What the devil's the meaning of this? The meaning is quite obvious, Waters. Dix wasn't attacked by his wife's murderer because he is a murderer himself. Arrest him, Inspector. Hey, Bart. Mm-hmm, Inspector what? Get your nose out of that newspaper and let's play chess. What's so doggone interesting, anyhow? Well, I was just reading the statement that Stella Dix made to the newspapers last night before she attended the meeting at Guy Walters' house. What's it say? It says she definitely did not plan to change her policy on the Interstate Commerce Bill. So, you see, there was no point in being so secretive about her investigation after all. And there's no point in you being so secretive about how you knew that Otto was our boy. You can tell me while I'm setting up the man. All right, Inspector. First, I think I'd better give you the picture of how it happened as I see it. Yeah, uh, tell me about that first. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Dix left the Walters' home shortly after 2 o'clock. As they passed the all-night stand, Mrs. Dix asked her husband to step inside and get an earlier issue of the morning paper. She wanted to see if they'd published her story on the commerce bill, eh? Yes, that's right. There was a hammer lying on the counter beside the newspapers. While Dix stood there waiting for his change... He probably conceived the idea of murdering his wife. Why? Because, Inspector, he was sick and tired of being known as Mr. Stella Dix. The old motive, eh? Right. Hubby's pride wouldn't allow him to take second place. That's it, Inspector. Ah. Dix had been an important man all of his life. He didn't like being shoved into the background. You remember, he told us himself that Stella had little respect for his opinion. Yes, so he did. So he rolled up the hammer in the newspaper, thus concealing it, and they started home. Yes, and it isn't a pretty picture. During the brief walk, the murderous impulse was probably building in his mind. And when they got in front of the house, he let her have it, eh? Yes, I'm afraid that's right, Inspector. What made you suspicious of Otto? Well, Mrs. Dix was meticulous about her appearance, Inspector. She was one of the best-groomed women in the public eye. Everyone knows that, Bart. So what? When we viewed her corpse, we found her without a hair out of place, except for the wound caused by the blow. And that made you suspicious of Otto? Yes, it substantiated my suspicions. Otto told us that he was attacked first and knocked unconscious. Say, say, is right, Inspector. If Otto were attacked first, Mrs. Dix would have had a chance to scream or run or at least defend herself. She certainly would have struggled. Struggle is right, and being a big woman, she'd probably have put up quite a scrap. At least she'd have been mussed up. That's right, Inspector. But... You're an amazing fella. Sometimes I think you're wasting your time in this sort of work. Now, if you were in politics... Yes, possibly you've got something there, Inspector. Politics these days is murder. Mystery is my hobby. 
Welcome back. I kind of like the part where Martin Drake admitted that he had just been making up the idea of the secretary being a murder suspect just so they could say something. Because I was sitting there thinking the same thing Inspector Danton was. So I was glad that they came and clarified that rather than pretending that was actually a strong point. I don't know if I quite buy the murder motive. I think it could work. However, it needs some modification. Because, yeah, I think that the idea here is that he somehow, you know, went a little nuts uh, because of his wife's position. And therefore, his actions were irrational. I personally would have liked it if he had an expectation that her party would have to replace her on the ballot and that he would be the one to get to take the seat as a prominent wealthy businessman and uh, play on people's sympathy as the spouse of the deceased candidate. I think that would have been a bit more interesting than she just drove him crazy by being important and not particularly interested in his uh, views on her political policy. At any rate, we turn now to some listener comments and feedback. And we have a new review in the Apple Podcast Store from Chris. Uh, and uh, Chris writes, Adam does a great job as host, a short intro with any irrelevant history, then on to the episode. You can stop there or stick around as I do for his commentary and show notes. He mixes in uh, short r- runs like the airmail uh, mystery, a personal favorite, and long runs like all of Dragnet or Johnny Dollar. It's different episodes daily on a weekly schedule. Well, uh, thank you so much. Appreciate the uh, review, Chris. And I do want to remind uh, everyone that uh, you can become one of our Patreon supporters. It's over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Jen, Patreon supporter since December, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. All right, that will do it for now. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Next Thursday, we'll be back with another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.